Welcome back to the Doster Roster Podcast. I am your host, Paul Doster, and uh, I'm flying solo this time, but I do have a special guest with me, my lovely wife, Claire. Claire, say hello. Hi. And uh, at the time of this recording, it is that time of the year. It's now March, so uh, it is time for March Madness. And even if you're just an average basketball fan, you know what March Madness is. March Madness is the time of the year where... 68 now college basketball teams compete for the national championship yeah 68 do you know 68 i didn't know 68 68 teams i mean it was for a long time 64 and i thought it was 32 no it's double that (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm way behind yeah Um, 68 because now what does that break down into the 16 8 huh because it goes 68, so it makes sense to me. There's, 64, there, 32, 16, well, 8, 4, 2, 1. How do they do 68? There's four regions. Does somebody get a buy? There, there, there's four regions, right? And then the last teams, I think it's all the 16 seeds. I'm almost positive. It's all the 16 seeds. Maybe some 15s. Um, they get the, uh, like, a play in. So they... Oh. Um, so... They play. They basically play in to lose, pretty much, because they're they're playing into the 16th slot to play number to play one. number one. Yeah, so <laughs> hey, last year didn't the 16th win? It was win? last year was the very okay. first year it had ever happened. Okay, well now there's a precedent. But up until that point, 16 seeds all time were zero and 132. So now they're one and 132. So their percentage is just. <sighs> Gone, gone way up. Anyway. Um, Sorry, I'm just curious. I didn't know there were 68 at all. Yeah, it's so... Um, but yeah, even if you're, like I said, if you're an average basketball fan, you know what March Madness is because it's, for whatever reason, it's that time of the year where people, you know, just either friends or Facebook groups or work environments, they all have they all have the bracket. Everyone has their bracket. Oh, some, yeah. some people go old school. They fill it out, pen and paper, or you have the app, or you go to ESPN.com or CBS, Yahoo, whatever you're... Uh, website of choices. That's where you go fill it out, and everybody gets in on this. And it's just, it's just kind of bizarre because everybody wants to try to win. Everybody wants to try to pick it. Um, even the most intense, passionate basketball fans have a hard time doing this. Let alone just the average Joe schmo. Like, because I bring you in every year, and uh, you always tell me the same thing that you don't want to do it, <laughs> but you have fun doing. It. You have fun doing it. No, would you say you don't have fun? I really hate it. Why do you hate it? I hate it, one, because the group we do, we do a girls' league with Paul. Girls' league plus Paul. Paul Toledas. I'm the manager of the <laughs> okay. league, I guess. Okay. So we do a girls' league with like my college roommates, essentially. That's the gist. And every year, two of them do a whole bunch of research and like start analyzing their picks and like go through a bunch of like podcasts and web series. and. You know who you are. <laughs> And they do a whole bunch of research, and then they're so well informed. What was the first year we ever played? Mm-hmm. One of them got like a ninety-eight percent bracket. Her name rhymes with Yasmin. <laughs> she knows. She got like a ninety-eight percent bracket. She got a, I think it's ninety-six percent, which is insane for someone who doesn't watch basketball at yeah. all. Yeah. So one that I don't like losing, and sure. every single year I think I do. Gosh, awful. Okay, that's one. Number two. I don't feel like there's any way to be a layperson 
who watches like a tiny bit of basketball. Like I watch like three games a year, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. up to ten if they're if the Gators are doing well this year. Right. And have any clue who the good teams are. Right. Like there's like five I know off the top of my head are always good. Yeah, I mean those are kind of the, the staples. It's kind of like right. You know, but I can't even make an educated guess. Like football, I feel like okay, I can make okay, an name, educated name guess. Name two teams that you think are really good in college basketball. Kentucky. Okay. Duke. Yeah. I mean those are the, and then like, like UNC. I think. Yeah, another great one. That's all I got. But I'm just saying, like you have an idea of like who to pick. Out of 68, though. I know but three. I, mean, I couldn't tell you who the bottom four teams would be. Right, you know, but if you but... ask me college, who do you think is going to the national championship? One, there's the ranking of 25 that I at least am aware of. And I understand there's also a ranking in the, is it the NCAA? Is yeah. this NCAA? Yeah, college yeah. basketball? There's also a ranking. But how does 25, does not equal 68, you know what I mean? Like, I have no clue who these people who are in the 40s are. Well, there's also you, you also have to consider that there's also the what they call the mid-major schools, the smaller market schools. So are they every also in... every conference champion gets a bit. So oh, if you're like in like gosh, like no the wonder. Mountain West or whatever the Mississippi Valley Conference, and you win the conference championship, you get an automatic bid. Oh, so those teams will get in. That's why they're the teams that I've literally never right, even heard of the school. Right. Like what was the one you said the other day? Like Terrence. Or something. Oh ridiculous. yeah, that was that was. Uh, I was like, who are topic, these but, people? Yeah, like somebody's name. Like you think it's their high school name? Yeah, and like currently, as it stands right now in the Midwest bracket, if it were to start today, North Carolina would play Colgate, like the, like the toothpaste. <laughs> Is it the same family? I don't. Should be. Who knows? <laughs> but um, Colgate total education. Yeah, could be. So, anyways, winding back, I dislike it because I don't feel like there's any educated way to do it. Well, here's well, and I understand that's maybe the point. It's very interesting that you say that. Well, I feel like there's no educated way for me to do it. Everybody always tries to be the best, or they want "quote unquote" a perfect bracket. Or has that ever happened? I was gonna say no. It has never happened. Never. It has never happened, and I'll tell you why. But a 16 seed is win. I'll tell one. I'll tell you. Well, as far as people. So like like making an entire bracket right. and not getting one game wrong right. that has never happened ever and it will ever? and it will never happen and I'll tell you why in just a second you really think it never will Here, here's why oh, listen what's shut up the stat okay okay so let's just think people try what's to play cuz cuz if someone said I'm trying to get a perfect March Madness bracket I would tell them go play the lottery you have a better chance to win well if no one's ever won I know people have won the lottery because the overall, let's, let's just say in the state of Florida, to win the jackpot Powerball, your mathematical odds are 1 in 292,201,338 to 1. That's your chance of winning the Powerball. So in 1 in 300 million, essentially. Uh, basically is what it's saying. Okay. All right. So your odds, uh, this, is, this is obviously just a mathematical calculation. Right. You, you're, you're taking into account... Every seed has an equal chance to win, which right? isn't really true. Which isn't really true. Like like we like we just said, the very first sixteen seed ever to be a one seed happened last year out of one hundred thirty two tries. So really, you should wait it that the sixteen. So you're, so you're waiting this a little bit, a little bit, but just okay. try to wrap your brain okay. around this number that I'm about to tell you. Okay, I'm ready for the number. Okay, the odds of having a perfect bracket. Some believe one in nine point 
to quintillion. Whoa, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. 18 zeros. Yes. I can't, my brain can't comprehend that number. Yeah. That's more than our national debt. Yeah, that's more than our national debt. Times over, six. Over. But, but like I said, that that's obviously taking everything into, you know, equally Equally weighted. weighted. So, it, but there have been other studies that have been done, but realistically state your real odds are still stupid low. It's one in 128 billion. Wow. Are your odds of getting a perfect bracket? So to get a so it's so so it's just so odd. If everyone on the planet plays. Okay, so if everyone on the planet, literally every single person on the planet played 18 times, maybe one person maybe would one win. Maybe one person get it. So so in like 20 years. The entire planet can play and never win. Yeah, it's just, and it's, just, it's just like I said. So that just brings watch up somebody stuff. wins this year, yeah. and now you just sound like a total jerk. Yeah, it, but it's just weird that we all try to shoot for this, and we all try to play, and we all like want it to be perfect. And it's funny if, when, if you spend a lot of time on it, you're like, oh, this looks great, and then after the first weekend, you just burn it. Yeah, but uh, pretty much for, immediately your bracket is busted. Yeah, it's just weird that we all try to strive for something that's just your your like I like I like I just said your chances are just well, so low that it, like you, you can't even really even comprehend. And what's interesting too is most people make multiple brackets. Yeah. They don't even take just one shot. They right. take like three to five to. I'm sure people make like thirty brackets. Sure, which is crazy to me. Exactly, I can barely make two every year. It stresses me out every time. <laughs> I mean, it's just for fun. Like, I mean, so I mean, th- th- does that not take the pressure off knowing that it's no that impossible? I mean, we're not. And I mean, we're, we're not striving for perfect. I guess either we're just striving to win in the group. That My we're goal, honestly, I never strive for perfect. My goal would be, I would love to get like the top eight. Yeah. Correct. That would be incredible. But my real goal is to just get the championship in the yeah. final game. Right. Like, not even win. Just get one of those guys right, and I'll be proud of myself, right. and my bracket will not be totally blown up. If I, I would say if you're trying to pick, you know, your bracket for the first time, or you're not, you know, a veteran in, you know, making one. I am not. Well, it's, don't get cute and try to pick a 16 seed this year. You basically want, all, at least in the first weekend, you want all your ones, twos, and threes to advance, because just historically, they, they don't lose. There have been, like I said, some outliers where I've seen some 15s beat a 2, and obviously the one time a 16 beat a 1. But it's very unlikely. If you want an upset, you want to pick a 6 over an 11 or a 12 yeah. over a 5. Because those are... Historically Historically upsets. upsets. It's actually... Huh. Six yeah. o- wait, what did you say over a 5? 6 over 11, and then 12 over a 5. Really? A 12 over a 5? Yeah. It, uh, See, I'm always like the 7 eights or well, like... Cause, well, because listen to this. In, the, in 29 of the past 34 years, at least one 12 seed has won in the first round. Wait, what do you mean one in the first round? Oh, beat out their right, 5 Right, they, they beat out the 5th seed. At least one in the past, like I said... Oh, every single year for the past... 29 of the last 34 years. Oh, sorry. I didn't follow that at all. Sorry. Um, that was my fault. I, yeah. I got lost in and, the numbers. I got lost in the sauce. And the the 6 beating 11 is actually even more convincing. In the past 9 years, an 11 seed actually has a winning percentage over the 6 seed. Really? Of 59%. Yes. So That's it's, fascinating to me. So for whatever reason, they just either have good matchups Do or just... Do you think it's the motivation, though? Sure. 
And I, I always think that if you're higher seated, that's a little bit of a detriment sometimes. Sure. Like if you're a three or and four I, and or I think five. you're getting close enough in seeds where the matchup is good, but it's, right. the number just seems kind of off. Because the next lowest would then be 7-10, but if a 10 beats a 7, you're not shocked. No. But for whatever reason, an 11 beating a 6 is a big deal. Huh. You know, and so... Do you think it's that the 11s feel like if we beat them, we've made a big mark? Sure. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know how they seed these teams. Just records? A lot of it is just based on, uh, you know, the conference that you play in, overall record, strength of schedule. Okay. So on and so forth. Some but, pros in the background. And then, but if you win, if you lose, I don't know, 15, 16 plus games, but you win your conference tournament somehow, you get an automatic bid. So... Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be in charge of like placing teams because that would be difficult. But uh, I bet there's like a formula. There is. Do you think it's computer calculated at this point, or do you think there's some human error? There. Um, I'm just curious. I have no there, idea. There, there, if you know there's that. a com- there's a combination. I mean, I think that okay. they have to. I mean, all like the big teams are getting in. Like, I, there's going to be a couple teams that you're going to see who don't get in. Uh, you know, who have single digit losses, but they like they're like Murray State or something like that, hmm. and they just don't get in because they just their their strength of schedules not good. Okay, so going back to really quick, I have a weird question. Going back to we were discussing that there's some human factor in creating these seeds, which then create the brackets, right? right? So, is there any kind of, like, conspiracy theory or people saying, like, oh, they seeded this team, like, as a five seed when they should have been a eight seed, and then it made so-and-so's schedule easier, which made it so that it was easier for them to get to the Elite Eight or something? Is that a thing that happens? I'm sure I'm sure that literally if there's a person out there who's a fan of a team, there's a conspiracy yeah, around absolutely. it. But is this something that comes up? Like, yeah, is there I, some accountability? I think it's very much, I, I, maybe not every season, but definitely at least every couple of years it happens. Because I do remember specifically there was a year, I want to say it was the year uh, Kentucky or maybe Memphis when Calipari was the coach and they had... Um, Derrick Rose, and I feel like they had a very favorable matchup in the tournament, and I think he also had a very favorable favorable matchup when he was at Kentucky, and he also, he had, it was the same year that he had Anthony Davis and uh, Boogie uh, DeMarcus Cousins on Kentucky's team, and I think John Wall was also on that team, and they had a very favorable seeding, they had like a weak bracket, a weak division, mm-hmm. to, that they thought they could kind of like blow through to get the championship, so yeah, there's always... Somebody, I think it's mostly just from people who just are, you know, crybabies or whatever, just because... <laughs> sore losers. Sore losers. Because like, usually if it's people who think that Duke have an, has an easy seating, it's because North Carolina fans are saying it, and vice right. versa. If it's UCLA saying it, it's their rival saying it, or whatever. But, because um, if you can win, I don't even, I can't even think of how many games it is in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six games in a row if you can win that many without losing i don't really care who you play that's you know i mean everything is on the line you have one shot to prove it like you can't have a bad shooting night you can't have a bad this you can't have a bad that no injury blah blah blah. then you win i don't i don't really have a problem with that that's true but i guess another question this is a very basic question i have because uh i don't understand how the how the bracket 
comes into being. Like, I just go on there and I start clicking through my bracket and filling it out by going, I don't know who this is, but I like their name, or I like their mascot, or I like their colors. You're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't know who any of these people are. It's like, Gonzaga. I'm like, okay, uh, is that a cheese? And then I just keep going. Do you know where Gonzaga is in the United States? I'm going to say, totally random, I have no idea, Nebraska. Incorrect. Good guess, though. I'm not even sure where Nebraska is. Yeah. So. Um, where are they? Spokane, Washington. Washington? Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I wasn't even in the right region, but I tried. I kind of vaguely remember from last year, I haven't looked at a bracket this year to refresh my memory, but don't they okay. do it by region? They do. So, that's another question I have. If you did, for argument's sake, if you did a bracket of, like, college, and you had a bracket for the SEC... It would be ridiculously unfair, if you think about it. Because all the SEC teams are normally... There's normally, I would say, half in the top ten. If you give a top ten ranking, right? Yeah. At any point in the season, there can be five easily in the top ten. Well, I'm going to plead ignorance on this and say I don't exactly know how they seed the teams in... Because the, 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 the way the bracket goes, you have East, West, South, and then Midwest is the right four regions but for instance like here's the as, as of right now here's the four number one teams virginia gonzaga Tennessee. gonzaga they're good oh, absolutely oh i just threw that name out there tennessee and duke tennessee is doing well this year yeah and then oh. i personally i think they should get bumped from one they should go to two i think either north carolina or maybe michigan state maybe kentucky should take their spot at one, but if they get the one seed, I don't really care. I don't think they're going to win it anyway. Um, but obviously, so obviously, all those teams, except for one, are south, southeast teams. Virginia, Kentucky, Duke. Right. Gonzaga's the only one. Exactly. So, I don't really, obviously because those are the best teams, but how they tell them, like, you're going to the Midwest, you're going to the South, blah, 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 or whatever, I don't really know so exactly. So they do break them up? They break them up, but, yeah. So they say, like, they say like Tennessee's in the Midwest. Tennessee's in the Midwest is in the Midwest conference section division. Yeah. Oh, so, so they right. do split it up because yeah. that was my thought. Like, I feel like so many historic teams are in similar regions just because of the way the United States was developed, right? So, like the sure. Northeast, you have a whole bunch of colleges that are sure. old, and like yeah. the South has a whole bunch of schools that are big into sports. Like we just do. Sure. And then you get out into like North Dakota region, and I don't I don't know why I'm ragging on North Dakota, but you get out to like Idaho, and I don't think. They're not in a tournament. They're not in a tournament. Exactly. So my point was, if you have a bracket section that knocks each other out, it seems really unfair because then you have so-and-so coming in who's like a 12. No, yeah. Playing no one. But you're saying they mix it up. Yeah, it's pretty divided. Like I said, I don't know how they decide who goes where or who plays where. But they do, yeah, they do break it up. Pretty much every division has everybody in it. Okay, so it's not... So when they say like Midwest, I don't remember what the four you said, like Midwest, it don't, East, Don't worry South. about it. East, West, South, Midwest. Okay, so when they say that, they don't mean the region they originate from. They mean right. the, region, the region they play in? Right, yeah. Oh, right. okay, yeah. I never knew that. For for the tournament, you know. Okay, itself, because these kids are so. playing games like every three days or something crazy, right? So well, they need yeah, to stay in, in, a re- yeah. in one spot instead of flying back and forth. Right, yeah. So are they, none of them are playing home games? Uh, None of them are playing like... Like in their form games, I don't think I, I'd, I'd have to look oh. over this real quick. Um, there's some that are playing pretty close. Like I right. know um, that's inevitable. 
like Tennessee, if they are the if they stay the one seed, they'll play in Columbia, South Carolina. So that's, oh, pretty, that's kinda, that seems unfair. That's kind of close. But they're going to play but, a sixteen, so it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, but because one yeah, in like, like Mississippi State will play in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, so that's obviously really far for them. But right, okay, um, I gotcha. I did not know that at all. See, that's actually good to know because I think that yeah. makes it a little more fair. Yeah. Okay, so they do a really good job, it sounds like, I mean, trying they, to they, make it really even. They do their best, and that, that kind of brings me to my point of usually when the dust settles, the best teams win. I you, gotcha. And, it, you know, historically, um, the number one seed has won the championship 70% of the time in the past 20 years. Wow. But there's four number one seeds. There's four number one seeds. That's what always throws me off. But... And they've won the most, number one seeds have won the most titles all time. So I think the lowest seed to ever win, ever win a championship was an eighth seed. And it was, I wow. want to say, UConn, University of Connecticut. Right. And who's they, historically good. Who's historically good. Okay. So, um, so anyway, you- going back a little bit. So if you go and, and you advance through your bracket and you get to the Sweet 16, what you should look for is don't pick all chalk, so don't pick all favorites, but you want to kind of find that perfect balance because you want to have at least three one seeds in the complete bracket, but in the same region, you don't want to have like one, two, three, four. Does that okay. make sense? Because inevitably one of them is going to get knocked Because that only happens 12.5% of the time. Wow, that's low. Yeah. So you want to kind of find a mix of that, find fewer lower seeds and stuff like that. And like take this for instance, in thirty two of the past thirty four years, at least one team seated tenth or worse has advanced to the Sweet Sixteen. Wow. So there are some bad teams who make it, but don't get cute and pick like a couple like ten, eleven, twelves, because that's so you only very really need unlikely. one. You really two. only need one or two. Okay. Because I was gonna ask you if you had some like tips, yeah. like just some easy like rules. So well, you're when saying you get, have at least three one seeds. Have, just pick a. Don't go oh, like it's. It's all about finding a balance. Don't go crazy with the with the upsets, but don't go crazy with the favorites either. Try to find that balance because like when once you get to the final four, you kind of want to have. If you want to go wide, like really low, pick a real underdog. I wouldn't go when, once you get to the final four. I wouldn't go any lower than a seventh seed. Okay. Seven seeds have actually made it like three times in the past six or seven years. Okay. So there's actually a pretty good chance that they can make 50-50. it. Fifty fifty. But don't pick all number ones because that is only happened once ever. Four number ones is the top four. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's only happened. That must have been everybody was close to having a perfect bracket. Oh, except for that everybody's thinking they're going to get upset. So never mind. Well, I'm saying that's yeah, that's only happened once in tournament history. I am I don't have the information right up in front of me, but I believe it was a long, long time ago. It was like I want to say the 40s. So obviously that's very unlikely. So don't go that route either. But if you have a picker champion, this is going to sound really like yeah, no, no duh. You want to find a team that plays good offense and good defense. You can't just get a team that scores 125 points or a team that you know only gives up 70 points. you got to find a team that can do both because those are the teams historically that come out on top in the end. And that's kind of the opposite for if you want to pick an underdog. If you want to pick an underdog, you want to find a team that's a high-risk, high-reward team. So a team that's like they're always shooting threes. They're, always, they're making a bunch of threes. Or they're always heavy on defense, or they always rebound a lot. Something like that. That's usually like the surprise team that comes out in the win for the underdogs. If only I knew those stats when I was looking at the huge list. The th- here's the thing, right? 
There's 68 of them. Yeah. I don't want to go research 68. Yeah, I mean, teams. we all have, like, lives, so you can't just spend your whole, like, you know, day trying to pick a team. It's just, it's, it's supposed to be for fun, but. Maybe, though, it sounds like I should research the 6 and 11 teams. Yeah. And the, you and said the five, 5 and 12s. 12s. Yeah. yeah, okay, so I'm going to look at those and those only, because then that's only eight games that I have yeah. to figure out. And then from yeah. there, I can just go with my gut in college to go to the, the uh, Basketball, yeah, you only have to play that's one nothing. year. So, um. That's insane. I mean, they used to be able to come right out of high school. I'm glad they have to at least go to one year of college, but it kind of sucks for the teams. I agree. That's yeah, a whole other argument. That's a whole other. That's debate. a whole other can of worms. I don't want to open that can of worms because I'll be here forever. This is a, just a random thought, and you can totally shoot me down. Feel free. I don't know that much about basketball. Be prepared. So I, I really don't know that much about basketball. So I'm going to ask this, and this might be something that you don't have an answer for me for. But do you think we're coming into a time when giving people titles like center or defensive guard? What are they called? Just guard. Guard? Like Because you gotta play offense and defense. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know the titles. Do you think that's gonna go away? Like cause they're gonna get kids like this who are bred to play basketball from the time they're an infant, who know everything. Well, even like Steph Curry totally kind of changed as far as I can tell, the way we thought about basketball and the way they played basketball. Because they are they were unstoppable. Sure. I don't even know. Sure. Are they stoppable now? I guess. Who, who? Steph Curry? Golden State and Steph Curry. I mean, that's another topic. They're, okay. kind, of, they're kind of self-destructing themselves. But, oh. if, but if, if you were to ask me if, like, the Golden State Warriors, if they were just on their A game and they were, like, you know, Synchronized and they were all playing their best basketball. Right. Does anybody beat them? I don't think it's close. Okay, like I think they're that's fair. Good. That's fair. My my point being though that Steph Curry came out and was like kind of a tiny dude. Like he's really not. Yeah, he's not. He's he's not, not LeBron James. Everybody thinks he's small. He's really not that small. He's six foot three. But what he's does just, he weigh? I mean, like one eighty. He's probably just south of two hundred pounds. Right, but, but you're looking at Le- LeBron James, who everybody's saying the pinnacle, right? And he's a huge he, man. I mean, His shoulders are the size of my head. He's he's very like yeah, he's he, big. I mean, he's physical. He's the one percent of the one percent for athletes. Right, so, you're right, so, you're right. I mean, but Michael Jordan was kind of like the two in a time when they weren't as big. I would say okay. he was really big, yeah. right? And he could jump forever yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, my point being. He came out and was like, hey, what if I just shoot threes all the time and you don't block me? Because it used to be, from watching it as a layperson, mm-hmm. you just don't block the threes as much because they're not going to make them. Well, there's two answers to that question. Okay. The first one is, do I think positions will go away? Not really. I think the one position that is dying and maybe even dead now is your like traditional center. Yeah, like Shaq. Like Shaq. Like, there's no... All those positions are dying off or not as valuable just because you have to be able to stretch the floor now to be a good basketball team uh, and, you know, be able to guard on the perimeter. If you can't guard, you're going to not not necessarily lose, but you're going to have a hard time winning. Well, most games way. are three-digit games now. In the NBA, absolutely. Every time. And a lot of that has to do with, like, how games are officiated now because obviously back in Michael Jordan's era and even earlier than that, there was a lot of you can hand check. You'd be a lot more physical, and you couldn't get called for fouls. But now, now fouls are called a lot more frequently. And now, like, if you breathe on LeBron James, he's getting yeah. A foul. Or like James Harden, <laughs> who the other the other night, I think he shot twenty free throws. Oh my gosh! And, um, so there's, a, I mean, and that that's like favoritism there. But that's another topic. You can't be as physical with 
you know, especially guard down the perimeter as you could before. You so see, you can handshake and kind of push and get away with a little bit before they would call a foul. Now a lot of things are fouls. So that means guys like Steph Curry, you can't be as physical. You like can't I get said. His face. So obviously you have so in order to do that, you have to give him more space. And a guy who can shoot with as much you know lethal range and accuracy as he can, you can't afford to give him space because he shoots it and obviously because he shoots it so quickly. Huh. And so uh, that's just kind of and so as the rules have adapted, the players have adapted, okay, if I can do this I'm gonna to try to, in a sense, perfect the three-point shot. Yeah, why not? So then I can, you know, be better at it. Okay. And um, that so. segues me into another thought. Sure. If we make it so you really can't get in the people's face for three-point sure. shots, and sure. three-point shots are unblockable, and if you make, I don't know, sixty percent of your three-point shots, which is high, right? That would be insanity. That would be like Steph Curry on oh, his best God. night. He'd be the goat. Okay, what if you make forty percent? I understand. Make a high percentage. You make a high percentage. Of them. Okay, yeah. Half. Of them. Yeah. You're a game changer because you're yeah. making so many points. Do you think that if, like, people start coming in, because I think Steph Curry has really influenced how people practice. I would yeah. say that people are saying, oh, I need to be able to make my threes like Steph Curry makes his threes. Because yeah. I'm a smaller guy, maybe. I can't get his physical, get down there, push through everyone, just elbow him in the face and then dunk uh-huh. it on him. Yeah. So right. these guys who are saying before, like, I had no chance in the NBA, maybe you're saying, if I can just shoot threes like Steph Curry, they'll hire him, they'll pick me up. Do you think <laughs> that... That leads into the refs having to back off of some of the hand checks and stuff. Do you think that opens that back up again for allowing hand checks? Right, or do we just get rid of the three point no, well, line? Well, again? no, because hand, I mean, hand checking is is a is a rule. It's it's dangerous. A, it's not dangerous, but the it's against the rule. If you do it, it's a right. Foul. And I'm saying, so do we back do you off? Open, that? Do you open the rule back right. up? No, I don't. I mean, maybe it's a possibility. Because how do you but, stop it? But I don't. How do you defend? There's a way. The way you stop it from a very, very basic standpoint is you can't let them get in a rhythm. You have to play your... So if they're going okay. quick and they're making a lot of threes, you have to basically slow the game down. Okay. You have to, to do your best to live... Because that's the other thing. If you give them offensive rebounds or you give them more opportunities, then they're going to kill you. If you give them one shot and you get the defensive rebound and you go the other end and you really set up your offense and you do your best to, you do your best to at least get up a good shot you might not always score but you get up a good shot you have a good chance of staying with them because you can be physical without hand checking and okay. I mean but um, and I think that's a lot of what's maybe unfortunate but maybe not so much to Steph Curry is that people take that away from him is that they, they only think that he can shoot threes he's a two time MVP and the first ever unanimous MVP wow. in the NBA ever so he he's obviously a very skilled player who can do more than shoot threes. Obviously, that's what he's famous for. Yeah, I mean, but people forget that he can he can do so much more than well, that. Well, just like Jordan can jump from the free throw line. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, obviously, you got right, your thing. Uh, you know? That's his trademark. That's obviously his staple. Is what he's famous for. But just I feel like that's kind of LeBron's just a meme. I don't know. LeBron's what he's just a meme. For. <laughs> he's but, famous for that face he made. But to what's his name? What was that? What was his name? Where he were in the champ? It was like in a championship game. LeBron. Yeah, made that face to that guy because he car- he dribbled the ball around instead of shooting it. Oh, J.R. Smith. Yeah, that's all I know of LeBron oh, James. Yeah, 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 is yeah, that yeah. face he made where he went like with two hands out and that, went, like looked at him like, "What are you oh, doing?" That, that will live on forever. <laughs> that one was so great. <laughs> so when I think of LeBron, I'm like Michael Jordan. Yeah, he has shoes and he can jump from the free throw. He can dunk it from the free throw line, or at least he can make it. 
yeah. from the free throw line with that iconic jump. Yeah. And then I'm like, Steph Curry, he's super cute. He has a cute family, and he had to shoot threes. LeBron James, I'm like, you know that face he made in that game? That's what I think of with him. <laughs> oh, and I mean, he made he's made more baskets than Michael Jordan. I'm, so, yeah, I mean, he, he just passed that mark. But Let's give him his due. Anyway, this has uh, kind of gone off a tangent here. but Sounds like my specialty. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's a, back to March Madness. Back. Can you give me like some hot tips? Like, what should I be looking on the lookout for? Are you gonna do an episode where you talk about like your picks? Are you gonna go through? Your uh, picks? I might go through my picks, but okay. Um, you gonna have a March Madness group for your podcast followers? They can play on a bracket together. If they want to, if I got enough followers who want to play, we can all play. But um, yeah, so like I said before, I would just. Um, I think you just have to try to find that perfect balance of whatever whatever that may be for you, whoever you like or whoever you think is going to win. You obviously you just you can't go too many upsets, but you also can't go all chalk. You have to pick somewhere in the middle. Just um, okay. I think when it gets down to the nitty gritty, you have you pick a at least a a top three seed to win it all. I don't think you pick anything lower than that. But are the Gators um, in this year? The Gators are in as of right now. I always bring them to the Elite Eight. And, it's a personal preference. Yeah, you got to pick your favorite teams. And as of uh, right now, unless something drastically changes over the next couple of days, oh, Mike Bianchi just followed the podcast. Literally, the sports writer for the Orlando Sentinel just followed the podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Literally, right now. Literally, that as was we your, speak. That was your that bing. Was, that was that bing. <laughs> cool. Maybe he'll listen. <laughs> so, Mike Bianchi, if you're out there. Anyway, so. That is it for this episode of the Doster Roster Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give us a like. Give us a follow if you enjoy the podcast. And um, good luck to all your brackets. And uh, wish you guys the best. Signing off for now, I'm Paul. I'm Claire. Be good, y'all. <laughs>